Hi, I'm Alison Hornery and joining me today is Timothy Pilgrim, the Australian Federal Government's Privacy Commissioner. Timothy was appointed as Privacy Commissioner in 2010 after holding a number of senior management positions in a range of Australian government agencies, including the Small Business Program within the Australian Taxation Office and the Child Support Agency. Timothy has also played an important role in the implementation of the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation, or APEC, privacy framework, which aims to promote a consistent approach to information privacy protection across APEC member economies. Timothy has also been closely involved in developing a framework for privacy regulators around the world to cooperate on cross-border enforcement matters. Today we're talking with Timothy at the launch of Privacy Awareness Week for 2014 across the Asia-Pacific region. Timothy, welcome and good of you to join us. Hello, it's good to be with you. So we hear some commentators proclaiming that privacy is dead and many observations in particular that new generations have a very different perspective on privacy. From your point of view, is privacy dead? I think you'd have to assume from what we're seeing that the answer to that question is going to be no. I think the community's interest in what is happening to their personal information is growing. Many people say that privacy is dead because we've seen the vast uptake of many online services such as social media sites where we've seen, for example, on Facebook over 1.2 billion people becoming members of Facebook and putting on quite a lot of personal information. Yet at the same time, what we're seeing through our office, and I know my colleagues around the Asia-Pacific area and more internationally are seeing, is that people's interest in being able to exercise the rights they may have to control what happens to their personal information is growing at the same time as well. So I think, you know, while we have been hearing that privacy is dead on and off over for 40 years, we're <laughs> seeing that the community is taking action to find new ways to protect their personal information. So that's a, a, good, uh, a good point to talk about Privacy Awareness Week, which uh, is the context in which we're chatting today. And I understand this is a, a shared initiative across countries in the Pacific region. Can you tell us a little bit about the week, how it came about and who's involved? Yes, the, the week is one that is being celebrated for a, a, one of a better description around the Asia-Pacific area in particular. We're part of um, a grouping of regulators who deal with um, the regulation of personal information across a number of countries in the Asia-Pacific area. So we're celebrating Privacy Awareness Week with our colleagues in New Zealand, in Korea, in Hong Kong, in Singapore, um, Canada, the United States, Mexico, just to name a few of the countries. So it's, it's an, an international event, or certainly an Asia-Pacific event, where we get together to recognise specific issues relating to privacy and focus on particular areas that are coming up in our own jurisdictions, but also ones that are common across the um, region um, internationally. So there's a lot of diversity in cultures and jurisdictions and, and countries in just those few that you listed. How does a shared week like this provide opportunities to explore those similarities, but also perhaps highlight some differences across these jurisdictions? Well, as you say, there are many similarities. And one of the starting points is that our laws are based on very similar um, principles. A lot of our laws across the region are based on the OECD guidelines on the handling of cross-border flows of personal information. And those go right back to the originally being developed in the 1980s. 
So there are some commonalities within our laws which allows us to do a lot of work together. But there are, as you'd imagine, and, and you suggest, some interesting cultural differences. I know some of our colleagues from countries where um, Chinese is the, is the main language have an interesting challenge because there hasn't actually been a word for privacy in um, the Chinese language and in a number of Asian languages. So it's interesting to work with our colleagues in those countries to see how they translate some of the issues we deal with into their own um, cultures. And it is a really particularly strong issue um, in a number of the Asian countries we work with. In Korea, there are several agencies like ours who deal with the protection of personal information, and they uh, receive tens of thousands of complaints a year from their community, huge numbers, which show that um, in those countries as well, the community has an increasing concern about what's happening to their personal information. And the basis of that is our shared understanding that the online world, the online environment, is providing an avenue for people to reap many benefits from new technologies, but at the same time, it's also collecting a vast amount more information about us all. Mm. And this is increasing the community's concern, both in Australia and in other countries, about where that information is hand ending up and who's getting to see it. Mm. Fascinating. Fascinating in particular the, that uh, the, the concepts or the issues relating to privacy are very real across these different cultures, but the language isn't necessarily um, the same. I, I find that quite a fascinating uh, idea. So what are your key messages for Privacy Awareness Week this year in 2014? Well, for Privacy Awareness Week this year, we in Australia are particularly focusing on the recent law reform changes that occurred in March. They're going to be a big focus for us. So on the 12th of March, many people would know that some of the most significant changes for t over 20 years occurred to the Privacy Act, uh, making some significant changes in a number of areas. So we'll be looking at building on the release or the commencement of those changes as part of our um, efforts to promote and further the privacy message in Australia. More regionally, that is across the Asia-Pacific area, we're all looking at the issue of the, what we're calling the mobilisation of privacy. That is, the recognition that many of us and the vast majority of the, our communities are now dealing and transferring information around using mobile devices such as mobile telephones or um, iPads and the like. And we're putting vast amounts of information onto those devices or through those devices using apps. So we're looking at how much information is being collected um, through apps and what is it that we can advise people about what they need to know to protect their information as they're wanting to take up the use of um, new technologies such as applications. Now I understand as part of that uh, looking more closely at the, the mobile scene and, and apps in particular that one of the areas you're going to be looking at is, is uh, focusing on, a, on a, a group of apps and uh, having a bit of a look at how they perform and how they deal with uh, issues relating to privacy. Uh, that's right. We're going to be participating in a sweep across the region with about, I think it's somewhere in the vicinity of 20 other um, privacy regulators around the region. We're going to do a sweep and in Australia we'll be looking at around the top 50 used applications here or apps, apps that are used here to have a look at um, what are their privacy policies, how much information they give to people who may want to use them about what's going to happen to their personal information. Many people, I think, um, aren't quite sure about what information they're giving away when they're using an application, although our 
survey we undertook of the community last year showed that close to 50% of people in Australia do realise that if they do um, download an app and use it, that it will um, undoubtedly collect some personal information. But I think people are unsure about what their options are in terms of how they can control that. And we think that people need to be aware that a very important starting point with that is to read the terms and conditions or the privacy policy before you download an application so that you know exactly what's going to happen to your personal information and make a good decision about whether you want to go ahead and use it. Hmm. So it sounds like the week is a really great opportunity to focus people's attention on, on things that perhaps mightn't be top of mind in, in their day-to-day -day work and in their day-to-day -day life. So, Timothy, a final question for you. I'm going to ask you for your top privacy tips for consumers, for business and for government? Okay, that's, that's a big one because there's so much to deal with in this area. But <laughs> I would say that the first tip is, again, to be open and transparent, um, which is the point I've, I've been dealing with in a couple of, of my responses. That is, organisations need to be open and transparent about what they're going to do with personal information and build up that trust equation. And I think they'll go a long way to having good relationships with their customers there. For consumers, again, they should be looking at privacy policies, looking at them and understanding what's going to happen with their personal information. At the end of the day, particularly when dealing with private sector organisations, as we've seen, the consumer has a lot of power. If they don't want to deal with an organisation because of how they're handling their personal information, then often they can walk away and get the service from somewhere else. And I think we're going to be seeing a lot more organisations using that as a real differentiator in the marketplace. So for the consumer, use that power, look at the privacy policies and make a decision whether you want to deal with an organisation or not. And one of the other tips coming back to using apps, same sort of thing. Make sure you look at the policies or the um, arrangements or the contracts you have with the organisation that you're going to download the app from and make sure you're comfortable with what's happening with um, that personal information. And also make sure that if you're finished with an app, you delete it because often um, applications can sit there on your mobile device and continue to collect information about you, such as where you're going and where you've been through location um, devices. So it's important to keep track of what we're downloading and doing away with those um, applications we don't want anymore. Fantastic. So some great tips there that we can all benefit from. And uh, I'd certainly encourage uh, listeners to check out Privacy Awareness Week. There's a lot of information and resources available. Um, you'll find lots of links and more on our website after this interview at gov2oradio.com. It's been such a pleasure to speak with you today, Timothy. Thank you again for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to your company again next time. Bye for now. 